1: Well, hello and welcome to The China Shop. We're kicking those doors open. Everybody get your asses inside. I'm shopkeeper Dan, with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? Hello? Yeah. You there? Yeah, how you doing? No, I'm just kidding, yeah, I'm doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, glad to hear it, glad to hear it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, come on in the shop folks, sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way in a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies, though mostly for futures these days, but they apply. It's all the same. Ah, we've
0: actually been doing a lot more stock stuff lately, I think. Oh, I was just thinking about on the Discord. Yeah, even on the Discord, I've been posting a lot more stock trade ideas. It's it's interesting that spending more time focusing on futures, I think, has made me a better trader of stocks.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, so weird.
1: <laughs> Anything we've learned with futures, like, it carries over. It's it's all the same auction theory market stuff. Yeah. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, uh, you can always check out our Knowledge Center on Uh
0: We also have a resource page that uh, my wife put together. Oh! Uh, any like the helpful links that we uh, share in these episode descriptions are all getting collected over there oh awesome uh, the resources all that kind of stuff yeah
1: so you can check out our knowledge or resource center on financial com, or uh, give one of our beginning trading episodes a listen we, we'll have all those links in the episode description but best place to be is hop on that discord server kind of like get on there every day uh, as Kyle just said sharing stock charts sharing future stuff talking about the news just hanging out sometimes it's just a great place to be mustaches mustaches yes <laughs> are m-
0: <laughs> so many mustaches <laughs> oh
1: yes the uh bet consequence for losing october was to grow mustaches for november and kyle i actually uh I got a good good mustache story for you. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm growing this mustache out. I don't like it. And, oh. And this re- this reinforced Shocking. it. Shocking. Uh, I go to this convenience store and I got my mask on. And uh, this this beautiful young woman opens the door and holds the door for me. And I thank thank her. And, you know, we, we laugh a little bit. Go and say something along the lines of like ah, I love equality. Living in the future, women holding doors for me. <laughs> nice. We go in uh we end up the timing is the same and on the way out she's in front of me holds the door for me again right mm-hmm. and i'm like we got to stop meeting like this and she's like ha 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 and i and we step outside i pull off my mask she sees the mustache and then bolts for her car <laughs> <laughs> Shit you not i shit you not <laughs> just, just
0: like noob nope. <laughs> It's November. I lost a bet. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go. (laughs) Right. Oh, Oh God, that makes me so happy. (laughs) Fucking mustache. (laughs) Oh, the best part is, too, the mask. It's like like how people use their photos on, like, the dating apps to hide, like, their obesity. (laughs) You can use the mask to hide your terrible facial hair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, where were we? Show news? No, I was about to say how uh,
1: if they join the Discord, they need to send us a private message or email with their mailing address. Oh, yes. Folks, do that, and we'll send you a smash-it-yourself mug straight from the shop. We got shot glasses,
0: too, and... We now we got koozies, or we'll have koozies. Uh, we also got a new mug design. Yes. New mug design. The coo- I love the koozie you came up with. I love
1: the koozie that you came up with. That was Laura. That was all Laura. Oh, well, Laura, thank you, thank you, Laura. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yes. Yes! All right. Join that Discord. We have a lot of fun.
0: Always better with friends. Get some stuff. Now, uh, Kyle, do we have any show news? I uh, here. Okay, so uh, this week we've got Deborah Ellis, uh, advisor from Cogent. Uh, next week will be Matt Reiner, and then the week after that we've got your crypto friend. Caleb. Who I have never written his name down, so I should do that right now. While
1: I should also reach out to him to reconfirm that he's going to be on there. If he backs out, we should try to just get Shano on. Oh, perfect.
0: Uh, in December we've got uh, show favorite Richard Friesen coming back yeah. and then uh, rounding out our guests for december will be james mcguynes founder of odd burger
1: the 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 vegan fast food place yes
0: oh that's fucking should awesome be, should be yeah and they reached out to us too which is even better what yeah oh my goodness yeah wow getting a name apparently or something
1: i love the china shop it's getting real fun here it just it, having business leaders come on and talk to us and now they're finding us right
0: like, yes <laughs> Uh, and then to wrap up the year, because uh, we'll probably take some time off for the Christmas break, mm-hmm. Christmas, New Year's break. Uh, we're going to do a super bonus episode and we're getting as many of our past guests as we can to bring them back. Oh, I'm so excited for that. So I've already confirmed and scheduled about half of them so far. I'm trying to get the other half. But yeah, that should be a really fun episode. Hopefully tied you guys over while we finally get a break.
1: Yeah, we, we should do better at that because it's it's uh, <laughs> we like never take a break. It's like, wait, when, when am I going to get like? <laughs> a weekend where i'm not spending half saturday recording and editing
0: uh yeah we <laughs> need to get big enough to hire that editor ah oh, you're right you're right speaking of what you can donate via the paypal link
1: <laughs> or if you are an editor and you want to volunteer your time let me know <laughs> you get early access to all the goodies ah there you go <laughs> all right kyle should we uh move on tell them what kind of show we got it for in today. oh yeah well
0: we haven't done that yet
1: we Jeez. have a passionate peppery rambling perky show for you today triple p lots of market moving news plenty of stocks on the radar and more options than guests that are willing to return for a december special
0: nice i also noticed you didn't use profitable as one of your peas oh i I,
1: (laughs) I don't don't know if the show (laughs) is the show profitable (laughs) Reach out to us, folks. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook, Discord. Uh, We got that Discord link in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email to 2bulls at financialneptitude.com. That's the number 2bulls at financialneptitude.com. Or you can shoot us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe some watery tart just threw a sword at you, and now you're the (laughs) king of England. It doesn't matter. We love it when you reach out.
0: (laughs) Now we see the violets that's inherent in the system. Help, help, I'm being repressed. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We want to talk about the bet results. Yes. Uh, I get to go first this week, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, please do.
0: All right. I went with Visa uh, thinking it was going to tag that 225 and fill that gap, but uh, it did not. It opened at 218.37. I think it peaked around 221, uh, then fell at the end of the week at 212.09. So it took my total uh, from 617.33 down to 599.58.
1: Wow. Well, you're you're hopefully losing
0: that lead quicker and
1: quicker as each week goes
0: on. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I think it's safe. I just got to stick with safe stocks and hope you don't hit a home run.
1: <laughs> right? And I'm like, oh, God, I got to find a home run. There's, this It's just... Uh, I've been so bad the last six months. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing great on the bets. Uh, mine was Tesla, and I, I figured, why not just be like retail and buy at the top?
0: I mean, Tesla's not, uh, I mean, it's got such a dedicated fan base that, yeah, really, any other week, I think you'd have been right on the money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, but this weekend, uh, Mr. Musk ran a Twitter poll asking if he should sell off 10% of his Tesla. And two thirds said yes. Pay taxes. Uh, I yeah. was one of them. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> uh, yeah, he has a big tax bill anyway. So this was in yeah. the making, but I didn't know about it. Uh, his his brother, my, uh, just happened to sell his Tesla first. Uh, go figure. Mm. Anyway. Wow, uh, surprising! <laughs> surprising, yeah. shocking. Uh, we <laughs> should we should talk more about Tesla later. But to wrap up the yes, bet, uh, uh, it opened at uh, eleven hundred forty nine dollars and change. Quickly hit my stop loss of eleven hundred twenty five dollars. I was actually kind of lucky that he tweeted that on the weekend and not on
0: like Tuesday. Right. You almost just had a no trade because it almost opened below your stop limit. Yeah, it was like really close. Twenty twenty-five dollars, like which
1: percentage-wise of eleven hundred (laughs) and (laughs) fifty? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, so what did that bring my my total to four hundred eighty
0: something? Four eighty three forty one or yeah. four seventy two ninety nine. I mean, sorry, that was your previous week. Four seventy two ninety
1: nine. I'm only lost twenty eight bucks. I'm doing I'm doing better on the bet than I than I am on my own equities. But anyway, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, then, uh random had GP, which opened at fifteen dollars even and closed at fourteen sixty two. So random is sitting at four ninety six fifty
1: two. Oh God! At least got to get something. Fuck you, random. Yeah. random. Okay. All right. Well, stay tuned to the end of the episode. We'll be making more bets, and uh, hopefully, I'll come up with a pick that uh, doesn't make me sad next week. Suck. <laughs> 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 that the founder doesn't sell off <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> in Berkshire Hathaway. Oh my God, Warren Buffett died and his will says to dump all his stocks and sell the money to charity.
0: <laughs> oh, that would happen. All right, let's do some news, Dan.
1: Where well, we all know why we're listening today. The shop is bursting with the week to replay. So sit back, we got some market affairs. Get some stories for the bulls and the bears. Clowns running companies, laws change overnight. Here we are. It's time for China Shop News. Yeah, now it's time for China Shop News. Okay, Kyle, I think all your stories are the ones uh, that are the, the, the biggest uh, that people are talking about
0: uh okay i'll go ahead and, and hit those first then uh number one on the list is the infrastructure bill getting passed by congress uh biden should be signing that into law on monday it's a 1.2 trillion dollar bill that also includes uh half a trillion over five years for ports airports railroads bridges mass transit etc yeah uh it includes tens of billions of dollars for improving broadband the electrical grid and a nationwide network of ev chargers so after this uh I think it was tied up in the house for a while uh once the house got it passed though i think we started to see renewed interest in things like plug power uh and evs in general fsa has been jumping yeah so good for those companies and hopefully in the next five to ten years this will alleviate the uh, supply chain crisis
1: that would be that would be awesome (laughs) infrastructure (laughs) used to be like a classical
0: bipartisan like
1: yeah no problem getting it passed i don't i don't know what that says about
0: where we're at today well part of the problem was just how big it was i mean this This is like, I think the largest infrastructure bill in like the history of the country.
1: Yeah. It's a big one. (laughs) <laughs> we can't <laughs> underestimate the amount of dollars going into it, but also like because of inflation, like is it the largest with inflation adjustments?
0: Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I would have thought that the well, I don't know. Was the uh, the interstate project was that? Excuse me. Was the interstate project considered an infrastructure bill?
1: It. I mean, I don't remember what it is, but
0: because I think to date inflation spending, I think that was considered like the largest government spending project in the U.S. I don't know the answer to
1: those answers to those questions, but I do know. That a lot of our uh, nation's bridges need some <laughs> some some attention.
0: Yeah, wasn't there one? There's the Memphis bridge was like shut down for I don't know how long. I remember living there. I don't know if there was any other way to get around. <laughs> it was like the main bridge across the river. Oh yeah, you set to float it on a barge. I guess I don't know. Oh, float your there's ferries. Ca- <laughs> if it was Oregon
1: Trail, you could uh, caulk your car and ford the river. Ford the river. <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, this, this should be getting signed into law on Monday. I think Biden's going to be doing a big old ceremony for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on those uh, those stocks that should benefit, especially the, the EV sector.
1: Yes, yes. The building of EV stations across the country will alleviate a lot, of, a lot of people that are maybe thinking about buying an electric car, but don't because they're like, where am I going to charge it? I don't want to get stuck.
0: There's also a really interesting thing that popped up. I think it was on Twitter. Yeah, uh, when the infrastructure deal got passed, uh, before the deal was announced, there was a bunch of the House members that were buying up stocks in huh. broadband, EV, general infrastructure, power infrastructure, rail. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> So weird, isn't it? <laughs> That's
1: you know, I I just love heartwarming coincidences like that. I just love knowing that our elected representatives are profiting off of their positions. They're so smart. It makes them so smart. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't it? Wasn't uh, wasn't didn't it come out that like everybody's like, oh yeah, Fed chairman's trading, no big deal.
0: Ah, uh, it was the White House. Yeah, White House. The White House. Uh, the, White Ho- the White House. Yeah, no big deal. Well, we don't see anything wrong with what he did. <laughs> everybody else is insider trading what's the big deal
1: (laughs) right we just normalized it right yes whatever you're an idiot not to insider trade if you have that information you might as well make a couple bucks off of it
0: All right. Uh, the other story that was the big one for this week was the uh, the inflation numbers came out for October. Ooh. Uh, it was a 0.9% month over month uh, increase in October versus a 0.06 or 0.6 expected. And uh, that brings the year over year up to 6.2% Ooh. increase, which is the highest it's been in 30 years. Oh, that's a kick to the gut. Uh, Mohammed el e- mm-hmm. Uh he criticized the narrative of transitory inflation in an interview on in Bloomberg. (laughs) Say
1: transitory one more time, motherfucker.
0: (laughs) Finally, people are pushing back on this. Uh, Yeah, he says he simply can't dismiss them as transitory. It's going to go down in history as one of the worst inflation calls in history.
1: Yeah. It kind of makes me feel good about us a year ago saying, how can you print all this money and not have massive rampant runaway inflation?
0: Well, I mean, it kind of goes... I should actually pull up the clips. It goes to the point of, yeah, it goes to the point of like who they elected to be the Fed chair. Yeah. Uh, And I keep seeing this term dovish and I think I found Figured out what that meant. They're just cooing to the public, <laughs> trying to reassure them. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, it's okay. It's all it's good.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> And Hawkes screech. <laughs>
0: <Rah>! Yeah,
1: <laughs> we're fucked. Rah! We're fucked.
0: So yeah, Ali Ryan Re- Al was saying that they got stuck in this narrative and held onto it for too long. And the result of which is they're looking at an inflation that's much higher than they ever expected, much broader than they expected, and it's going to last even longer than they expected. Yeah. Says he desperately wants to be wrong on this call because if inflation ends up being hotter for longer, is very unfortunate economic, financial, institutional, social, and political in- implications.
1: Yeah, things are going to break down all uh, across the board. Yeah. Yeah gonna hurt
0: but i don't disagree with him no i do not disagree with him but you also think uh powell has been doing his job because you know the market's still going up <laughs> oh god nobody seems to be concerned
1: like when we were fucking doing futures we, we talked about it a little bit last week and they had mm-hmm. that call and, and he was like yeah shit's bad and the market just bumps to a new high it's like wait what yeah <laughs> <laughs> happening right now
0: stonks go up stonks go up
1: it kind of brings us to one of my stories Uh, yeah yeah the headline on market watch was doubting that we could be in a stock market bubble here's the chart you need to see and it's it's basically a chart of the S&P 500 market cap as a percentage of the the GDP Mm -hmm. Uh, And it goes back to 1990. In 1990, the S&P market cap was around 20 to 30% of the GDP. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right in the the dot-com bubble, 2000, it was 120%. So the Mm S&P was worth more. The market cap of the S&P was worth more than the United States GDP, gross domestic products. Right. You know, it went down a little bit, but, but where we're at right now is at 170%. Yeah.
0: That seems high
1: yeah yeah when the the value of the companies of those 500 companies is almost double what we actually produce as a nation
0: well not all those companies are based in the u.s though are they well
1: that's a really damn good question Uh,
0: yeah i'm pretty sure they're not
1: um yeah they they uh they are companies based in the united states really they are yeah 500 leading United States publicly traded companies.
0: Alright then, I stand corrected.
1: Yeah. Well, I bet you're sitting down right now, Kyle. I am. You sit corrected, <laughs> you fucking liar. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see you How can I trust you on anything now? Yeah, it's it's kind of a a stark picture of how expensive the market is today rel- relative.
0: Well, I mean, everyone knows that everything's inflated right now. The problem is trying to figure out when it's going to pop. And that's not something that you can really predict with any certainty. Uh, what's that saying? The stock market can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent?
1: Yes. The, that Market Watch uh, article also brought up how the $3 trillion crypto market is, is a clear illustration of an environment that knows no fear. <laughs> 'Cause crypto it's kind of it's kind of all speculation right now, right?
0: I don't know, I guess.
1: Maybe 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 you could you shouldn't say the Crypto market as a whole is not speculation, but the majority of coins in the crypto market are pure speculative uh, purposes. <laughs> like you're trading them not because they're doing a a, a great thing. It's not a, you know like like the coin anyway. I could talk more about that in crypto, but you're just hoping that the value goes up, not that the company behind the coin gets a bigger contract.
0: Well, to be honest, I mean, I feel like all all investing is speculative. Um,
1: well, I mean, Warren Buffett would disagree. I mean, sometimes you're you're buying a, a strong company with strong profits and. I guess you could technically say you're speculating that it will continue, but ultimately, you know, buying buying Coke stock is not like buying Rivian electrical right. vehicle stock. You know, one one is <laughs> one is proven profits, and one is right growing. Anyway, yeah, it's a good point. Anyway, uh, I also I had what I consider to be an intriguing story about China. You know, we are the China shop.
0: I love bashing China. Bashing
1: China. Oh, yeah. Part part of me wanted to go into, uh, like, a geopolitical discussion about the origins of work ethic in different countries based on their traditional classic agricultural use, but... Yeah, Not exactly. China. Nobody wants to hear that <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> Do you listen to the show Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
1: apparently, China's been uh, sending letters to uh, U.S. companies, and their executives, and different business groups, uh, asking and encouraging them to fight against uh, China-related bills in Congress.
0: Uh, specifically, bills that seek to enhance U.S. competitiveness. Yes,
1: yes, and I, I actually, uh, 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 we'll, we'll get to it later, but yeah, I actually like was like, okay, what what bills, you know, they, they that what bills are they attacking, and why? So. Uh, yeah, and first first off, I want to say nobody who talked to these reporters wanted to go on record. Uh, there is some legal implications with the, uh, uh, because they're foreign governments. Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, was it the Foreign Agents Registration Act? Yeah, yeah. So so nobody wants to get caught up in in like a big <laughs> get sucked into the courtroom <laughs> to have to testify against China. That would <laughs> that, that's not going to end well. That
0: right? probably wouldn't be good for your business relationship.
1: So so the two the two acts. One is the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act, the, known as USICA. Mm-hmm. That's already passed the Senate with bipartisan support. That one is a hundred billion dollars to invest in AI, semiconductors, quantum computers Mm-hmm. energy communications biotech uh, interestingly enough the part I liked about it was uh, it's an additional 10 billion they want to build 10 tech hubs and create a supply chain crisis response team uh-huh. which I really like the idea of having uh, things be able to be coordinated it's something that that the, uh, the Chinese authoritarian government just does naturally and, and I feel like we should be playing catch-up we, we should be coordinating our supply chains or at least have a system in place in which businesses can go to to coordinate with the each other, mm-hmm. uh, really like that. Uh, the other one is the Eagle Act. Now, the, the ha- Eagle Act hasn't passed. It's it's still being debated. Uh, the Eagle Act is is all about uh, foreign workers and like the H one B work visas. Mm-hmm. The, the Eagle Act is is the the main parts of it. It was I actually had to open up the fucking thing on Congress.gov because there's no Wikipedia page like there was for the Usica. <laughs> so so basically it's it wants to prohibit advertising uh positions as only open to or preferring the the work visas you can't be like oh we got a programmer and we really want to hire somebody from overseas Mm -hmm. and on top of that they want to uh cap companies and saying you can't have more than half of your workforce be non-immigrant workers Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I could just be really ignorant. I didn't read anything in it where I was like, well, this is
0: bad for America. And no, it sounds like they're trying to increase, the, you know, people in America's chances of getting some of these jobs, right? It, it did. That is how I read it. Yes. So China
1: has been pushing business leaders to, to, to fight these bills, right? Uh, here's yeah. a, a quote from one of their supposed letters. We sincerely hope you will play a positive role in urging members of Congress to abandon the zero-sum mindset and ideological prejudice, stop touting negative China-related bills, delete negative pre- provisions, so as to, create a favor- as to create favorable conditions for bilateral economic and trade cooperation before it's too late.
0: Mm, stop stealing our technology and then maybe we'll uh,
1: talk. This, this kind of sounds like a threat to me, this next part. Promoting a China-free supply chain will inevitably result in a decline in China's demand for U.S. products and American companies' loss of market share and revenue in China, mm, that is a threat. Uh, and as we have seen from things like films, mm-hmm. like oh, oh, we won't really want this film to play globally, oh China doesn't like this scene. Well we'll take it out. Yeah. So we can we can air it in China. It's like, wait, what? No 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 just, what happened to just making fucking movies. God damn it. Yeah, right. you wanna you think you think movies have an agenda, just look at how they are businesses people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look at how they played in China. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think South Park covered that pretty well.
1: They really, really did. Oh god. I yep. love their their Winnie the Pooh shit and Mickey Mouse shit. In China. Oh <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> Yeah. So, so the crazy thing is, is I mean, I guess I could see how the Eagle Act might hurt them, but uh, uh, the Usica, like, they're literally saying we shouldn't invest a hundred billion dollars in our own AI, semiconductors, quantum computing tech development. Right. Like, like we got it, guys. You don't need to do that.
0: <laughs> Just <laughs> be relying on us for that. Just... No, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> God damn it, China. Ah, anyway, before this gets too out of control.
1: Sorry, my my bugs get all fired up. I'm
0: hot. Maybe it's it's time to move on and talk about Sue pollen. Oh, fucking amazing soup pollen. Some loans are just a big
1: mistake. And up over your head, drowning in those rates and fees. Someone left unsaid She's the right kind of lender To find the thing that fits your needs And you just have to call her Cause you know that she was born to be She's a maker, dream banker Debt saver, won't you call her up and see She's a loanmaker, dream banker Debt saver, won't you call her up Go, see Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years experience helping thousands of homeowners purchase, refinance, even do reverse mortgages. Sue will help. She loves to help. It's who she is. I've met her. I know her. I'm not making this shit up. She's licensed in 27 states. Reach out and see what she can do for you. If she's not licensed in your state, she can find you somebody who is or get licensed yourself. She's that kind of a go-getter. She will. Best way to reach her is just give her a call 520-977-7904 or you can send her an email s spullen, S-P-U-L-L-E-N, at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com and that phone number 520-977-7904. Reach out and see what Sue can do for you.
0: Man, two bowls and a china shop is also a proud affiliate of the TradePro Academy. TradePro Academy is our favorite educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. Mm -hmm. We've got a great staff of highly knowledgeable, successful traders. and There's no better place that we've found to learn all you need to know to be a successful trader. They've actually made us somewhat successful. Mm -hmm. And if you've listened to us for the last year, you know that was no small task. Uh, You can find them online at tradeproacademy.com, or you can use our affiliate link in the episode description. Uh, If you join our Discord, we still have that 10% discount code and links. Uh, Also, uh, we were speaking with George, too. I think they were in the middle of doing, redoing, or updating their uh, futures courses. So, definitely worth checking them out again, too. Yeah, Uh, Constantly putting new stuff on there. They've got great market research. Their their Discord and their Zoom calls in the morning are awesome to be part of. Uh, Just all kinds of great resources that should help you on your trading journey. Absolutely.
1: Uh Shall we move on and
0: talk about some stocks? Let's do it.
1: You say you want a ticker that wins. The bell just rung, it's time to get in. Ups drive us wild, drops drive us crazy.
0: Can we start this with the uh, uh, your bet pick? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tesla. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Tesla is. I think they had their worst uh, week in the in the last twenty months. The uh, stock is down fifteen point four percent. This is after Musk has sold six point nine billion dollars worth of stock so far. He's selling ten percent of his stake due to that Twitter poll. Uh, one of the interesting things that I found though, in looking through this uh, this article, uh, was that the financial filings show that some of that sale was going to happen no matter what the results of that poll was.
1: Yeah, like like the poll was just to make it look like he's he's letting his fans control what he does.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been joking around about this on uh, I think the trade pro Discord, but it sounds to me like he's using this poll as like an excuse to sell it at all time highs without spooking everybody too much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Yeah. It's a really good
0: point. So he sold six point nine billion. Is that uh... does he still have more to sell, or is that is that the end of it? It's supposed to be selling ten percent of his holdings. I think he still has one hundred. 66 million shares left.
1: How? What? What is his net worth? Uh, He was the richest man in the world. 280 281.6 billion dollars, according to
0: Google. So he still needs to sell another uh, what, what? Four times that amount? 21 million or 21 billion? He still needs to sell. Is that Is that right? So if he
1: if, if six billion is ten percent of his stake, then he had sixty billion of that in Tesla. I don't know. Six point nine. It was almost seven billion. Good lord. Well, he doesn't get paid a salary. He gets paid stock, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So shit. But still, you, that's you, still, you, if you, only the seven billion is dropped at this much, then uh, yeah, there's still more to go. Well, I'm saying is, is your argument
1: makes a ton of sense. Like he wants to sell at all time highs, get some cash out, because I mean he's two hundred eighty one billion. He's not liquid. Right, you know, it's not just cash.
0: Although some of that's probably some of that net worth is probably uh, SpaceX valuation too, though. Mm. I'm not sure what they what they have that at, but I imagine there's still more to go. Seven billion doesn't seem like enough. Yeah. Looking at the Tesla charts, though, if you remember, uh, was it two weeks ago we were talking about that gap that needs to be filled between 950 and 90910 ish? Yeah, that's starting to look more and more po- uh, more and more probable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Prop- probable that it'll get filled. Yeah. You know when i'm looking at that stock uh, uh i've been playing a lot with the bollinger bands mm-hmm. like i'm looking at it on the weekly it won't have reverted to the mean the average the, the moving average mm-hmm. until it gets below to 790. that that will be the moving average wow so it's got some ways to go like it's really <laughs> been pushing that band up higher Jeez. if it yeah if it were to revert to the the ema
0: uh it's moved so much this last couple of weeks that i had to actually flip to the hourly chart to try to draw some support lines but i guess the big one is around 9.88 uh, i have to watch that i think if that breaks then we're probably probably gonna fill that gap
1: yeah I agree. Wholeheartedly. So everybody short Tesla. It's never put anybody into bankruptcy before. No hedge funds have ever gotten burned. Just short, short, short.
0: I was tempted to message you and say that you could short Tesla if you wanted to. Flip your bet pick. Because it still hadn't happened yet. But then I thought, nah, I want to win this month. (laughs) Fuck Dan.
1: I'm gonna win. Hey, fair (laughs) enough. Uh, No, I mean, uh, I didn't actually put money in Tesla for the bet. So to me, it's just fuel and fodder for the show.
0: Nah, Tesla is a tough one to to try to trade because it's just so expensive and the IV is so high. So like any of the call options, you gotta either buy way out the money and just try to play momentum Mm -hmm. or or you gotta have a lot of cash. So yeah, I don't really trade Tesla either. Uh, Amazon's another one like that, that's just too high. That's out of my price range. Uh, what other stocks we got in the news that are worth watching or looking at? Uh, the,
1: there were, crazy enough, three announcements from three different companies that they're going to split. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about Johnson & Johnson, because that's the one that's been on my watch list for the longest.
0: GE, we've already talked about that one, so yeah, we can... Uh, I mean, it... I'll just quickly recap. We were watching that for to hit 107 or break above 107 uh, in order to push 115 again, and it pretty much did exactly that. Broke that 107, tagged the 115, and then now it's right back on that, um, right back at that 107, acting as support now. Uh, Johnson and Johnson was the other one. Toshiba is another one that said they were splitting up too, but Johnson and Johnson, yeah, let's look at that one.
1: They are splitting their consumer division and their more speculative, uh, like research. Medical device pharmaceutical division, Mm -hmm. uh, which includes. Robotics and AI. I mean, they're really they're really taking on all all future development. Wow. Like we're gonna do. Yeah. We're gonna be a p- part of all of them. Which I mean, I did I did want to ask you about this because when I was reading the article, I was thinking they were like, this will help us with cash liquidity. And I I was thinking to myself like, why is it more profitable for a company like Johnson and Johnson to split those into separate entities instead of keeping them? Like, what happened to the like? We used to live in an era of giant
0: conglomerates. Well, when you can split it up uh, you can get rid of like multiple positions that are trying to oversee and link them multiple different businesses, Mm. Uh, I think it more just helps with your management and allowing you to have two groups that focus on one thing rather than having trying to hire Jack of all trades to manage the entire business. Do you
1: think it has anything to do with them wanting to uh, move the class action lawsuit against them to just the consumer products?
0: (laughs) Yes. When Alcoa (laughs) split up between Alcoa and Arconic, uh, uh, they split off the high value name and then put all the pension debt with the uh, the subsidiary that they spun off, at Arconic mm. So yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. I think they're trying to put all of their legal obligations into one umbrella, and then allowing the uh, the other, uh, whatever the other company ends up being, to to be able to be free from that.
1: Yeah, they don't they don't have a name for it. Right. The new company. Well, uh, looking at their stock, it did have a nice, nice big gap up on that news on Friday.
0: It it kind of did the same thing that GE did, where it initially spiked and then just kind of sold off immediately afterwards. Yeah, and I think I'm going to be keeping an eye on GE to get a feel for what I think Johnson and Johnson might do. Johnson Johnson is pretty neat, though. I was looking at the charts and I found the resistance line that I had drawn up. Um, God, this is probably months ago when I first started looking at the stock at 167.70. And that's exactly, that's right where the price tagged and then bounced right back off of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Uh, It's just, uh, it's always nice when you pull up an old chart and then you see like exactly, when you see these lines and levels that you draw out and they all end up working out still, just goes to speak to the power of technical analysis.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, I had support at 161.00. Yep. Uh, 80-ish. I've got one right there too. Uh, yeah, and it broke through it, and then it popped back up, and then it held again.
0: Yeah, so those are the two levels to watch for this, for sure. Right? The one ish and then the one sixty-seven, seventy. 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch for it to break out of one of those two zones for a run back to let's see, probably 171 area, or if it falls, we could see it drop back down to 157, possibly even 153.
1: Yeah. Well I had mine I had mine run up to one seventy two, but one seventy one is fine. Yeah, that's about the same. Yeah. My level was one fifty seven below. Uh, I didn't go lower than that, but one fifty two, yeah, now that I'm looking at it. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 just it's just ranging. Um just ranging. W- what I wanna know is if I own a snot, a share of Johnson and Johnson and they split in two companies, do I get shares of both companies? Yes. Okay. Uh, and the
0: value of it will be it'll basically split the value between the two of them. So rather than one share where it's one sixty five you'll have two stocks that should be worth about the same right like 82.50 each yeah
1: okay all right well so got got my uh, johnson and johnson let me pull up the weekly chart real quick
0: i think look at the volume profile too there's a lot of volume traded at 164 so that should be some good support yeah for it to come back down to and then maybe continue this wave higher i like the weekly candles i really do it's it's under
1: its 20 week moving average but uh yeah i think i think it's on the rise Mm -hmm. i I was originally watching it because it was hitting all-time highs this summer yeah me too that's that's what i ultimately want to see but like we just said we got different levels we don't know what it's gonna what's gonna happen i can't imagine uh with it moving forward that it it's gonna get to crash too much lower you know uh than maybe 152 at the max yeah and that's where it's uh 100 ema is at Was at 156 so if it gets down there and we see a lot of increase in positive buying volume then you probably want to get on board too because that's institutional money that's what you want to yep. hop on the train when they hop on
0: there you go all right. Any other companies in the news worth looking at? Um, I was kind of intrigued by uh, the Deere
1: and Company, the, the tractor company. John Deere. Yeah. Uh, the stock ticker is DE. Ah, there they are. Um, they're 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 in the middle of a strike, and the company announced that they they're about to give, give them their most generous offer. And it's amazing to me how. Strike news doesn't seem to affect the stock. Like I would assume it would. Like my personal right. retail fear is like, oh shit, they're not. If their workers aren't creating things, then how are they going to make sales? Because they won't have products to sell.
0: Well, when I worked for companies that were union based, like uh, whenever like a, a location would go on strike, they'd send a management team over there to run the equipment.
1: Oh, so so you don't think it's fe- really affecting their output as as badly as I might assume?
0: It'll affect the output, but they'll still be putting out stuff. I think. Mm. If they if they function the same way as like my past experience has been, uh,
1: well, it would make sense It's because we, we don't you know remember with Kellogg's like it yeah. doesn't matter the strike strike news does not affect the stock price. But I looked at the stock price because of the story, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at this year. It's got pretty pretty solid support at 320. Oh yeah, I see that, and doesn't seem to want to break 400. Uh, it, it tried once, but it's really. Three three ninety seems to be the top, so it's kind of got this eighty dollar range that it's been doing this whole year, and it's right now in the middle of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, If do do you think, and this was this was my big question in looking at this stock, do you think positive strike news will bring the share up? Like
0: I don't know. I'm
1: ending ending the strike and 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 like a feel-good PR story for like look what we gave to our workers because right now the climate they're calling it the great resignation right everybody wants to work right uh, for for what they're getting paid
0: I'm looking at the weekly chart and I just don't see I don't know it's flagging like really nicely but I don't like this tweezer top that we just printed on the weekly
1: oh I just switched over to the weekly I see what you're saying yeah could not couldn't could not break 366
0: Still looks like a nice bull flag, though. That's that's what I was thinking. I'd be scared of this one. Okay, well, ah, I yeah. don't know, Dan. That's a tough question. Uh, if 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 the uh, a month long strike hasn't really knocked the price down much, I don't know that the strike resolution is going to make much of a difference either, because it just seems like nobody really cares about it at all. <laughs> Well,
1: where do you think the next uh, resistance above is at?
0: i think it'd be right where that tweezer top was but 365. That, that's what i was thinking too uh if it breaks that's right where the volume really thins out too if it breaks above that then you've got another volume profile at 370 375 area but i don't know i don't know
1: uh, if it gets back down to 320 range in that area, because it was one, two, three, it was only five, six weeks ago that it was down there. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're we're talking a pretty decent movement. I mean, when it's $360, I mean, it's only 10, 12, 13% move. I would be, I would be, look, I might be tempted to get some, uh, some long-term call options and pick up one, see what it does, what they call a leap. Mm -hmm. Try to Um, pick it up at the bottom of that support band. Yes. And just play that range just play just play that range uh i can't imagine agricultural equipment going away like the they've got guaranteed sales this is
0: this is like the number one company interestingly enough too they're also part of the uh the arc space fund
1: yeah yeah and it's not because kathy wood is an idiot and was padding the arc space <laughs> no, fund right it's because <laughs> yes. it we get to mars we're gonna need terraforming equipment who do you think makes giant right land <laughs> basically <laughs> that's what they do they make equipment to yes. move and change and work the land yeah yep yeah and that's that's another reason why i had it on my radar oh uh, and you do you have any other
0: ones uh i've got a few the nothing really in the news uh palantir just recently came out with uh their earnings that was not all that great uh yeah they saw a pretty steep sell-off recently mm-hmm best time to sell some puts uh, yes, and that's what I did. I sold some twenty-two dollar puts uh, for December. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like it's finding support right around that twenty-two level, but uh, if that fails, and it could hit twenty seventy-five again. And then if that fails, then I'm looking at maybe running back down to seventeen fifty. Uh, it's a gamble, but I'd be happy picking up the shares with a cost basis of twenty-one dollars a share.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: I'm looking. Uh, I think their earnings were actually not bad. Uh, it was a surprise beat by about seven percent. Uh, revenue is also a surprise beat, too.
1: But the investors just thought it was going to be bigger.
0: Either they thought it was going to be bigger or everyone bought in before the earnings came out it had been on a little bit of a, a bear run or bull run lately with higher highs mm-hmm. um, yeah coming off of october be keep an eye on it keep an eye on the 2375 level i think if it can break that then you're looking at maybe pushing 25 and then maybe uh another run up to 26 27
1: i was just uh i'm just looking to see the gap from uh, this week from Twenty four twenty down to twenty three sixty. Oh, I want to see that get filled.
0: Uh, yeah, it'll get filled eventually. I, I don't know. No telling when. I I uh, I think it's a good company. I think it'd be worth trying to accumulate. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I think this is a good a good dip to to pick it up on. Is, is what I'm saying. Like the yeah,
0: I'm just not sure. I'm not convinced it's not
1: done dipping yet. Mm, well, it the, the, Thursday, Friday, the volume. If they may have been down days, but the volume and the movement yes down significantly yep that's why
0: i sold those puts um the last one i wanted to talk about was live nation and i'm actually kind of kicking myself for not picking up puts on friday live nation do they do like concerts and stuff i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see consumer services movies entertainment um they had their earnings on the fourth and then saw a big gap up on the next day uh-huh uh tagged a whole uh, a new all-time high at almost 128 but then it's just been slowly kind of declining since then uh i had a support line drawn at 114 that it recently fell below and then looks like it came back up and tested it again but it's starting to fill that gap from that gap up and i think that that once a gap starts to get filled it's likely to continue until it fills it and this is like a real gap like a, no volume is ever traded in that level ah uh, okay What's their stock ticker? Uh, LYV. Live Nation Entertainment. Okay. Uh, definitely still bullish. I had this one mapped out because I had an ascending triangle going on uh, all the way through. It finally broke out in end of September. Yeah. Beginning of October.
1: Oh, yeah. That was a good breakout, too
0: yeah i was really pleased with spotting that one um i think though if this does go down and fill that gap i might actually look at trying to buy some shares uh after if i see how well that 102 support fill, uh, holds up you got 106 area that might be a good place to add then 102 you can make another second edition if you wanted to to get long on this stock
1: I think, I think 98 to 100, is, it would be where I'd get in.
0: That would probably be the best point, but I don't know that it's going to dip that much.
1: Looking at the the weekly, the, the $100 is right in between the two large volume
0: nodes at the top here hmm yeah who knows who knows if they'll get it down well that's why you split your entries up into three points too right you can make your aggressive yeah. entry you can make your moderate entry and then your I hope I hope it gets to this level
1: Isn't that, and that's such a weird thing uh for for beginning traders is like I hope it gets down this low right like the 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 idea is like oh we always want it to go up 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 up
0: it's like well well, you need a point to get on, on board. You don't want to buy it when it's going up, 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 up. You want to buy it when, like you said, when the institutional money starting to get in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and, and just uh, something that auction theory has, has taught us, you know, once somebody's bought it, now they're a seller. Mm-hmm. They can't make any money until they sell it. So, that's, that's why, you know, you've, you've got those waves it's gonna be up and down. We better wrap this up because yeah. it's, it's getting really, really long. Really yes, it long. Is. Yeah, I just yeah, looked yeah. at the time. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about some earnings.
0: All right. Uh, let's see. Coming up on Monday, we've got Lucid, Oatly, Advanced Auto Parts. Uh, Tuesday, we've got Walmart, Home Depot, Jumia, Dolby. I haven't looked at Dolby in a while. I need to look at their chart again. Uh, Wednesday, Target, NVIDIA, Cisco, Lowe's, Sonos. Thursday, Alibaba, Macy's, Ross, Farfetch, one of your personal favorites. Mm-hmm. And on the 12th we got Foot Locker. Okay. I think I
1: think though, the thing that we're supposed to talk about next crypto is crypto. Look at the news. What do you see? The cult of cryptocurrency. I know you are greedy. I know you need. You need that Bitcoin Ether NFT. Calls of cryptocurrency. Boom, boom, boom. Kyle, I got a Coinbase account and have started trading crypto. How have you?
0: Yeah. How do you like those fees? Ah, <laughs> oh, do not like them fees. Um, oh, my God. know my first purchase, like, uh, if I would have known how much they were charging to like, buy assets, like, good lord, I probably wouldn't have opened it.
1: I I was like, oh, I want to. Okay, I went through and I did the free stuff to get the the free coins. Yeah. And then and then, I, totally ignorant, didn't do any research. I was like, well, let's just convert these to cash and then buy something else. Not like I'll just convert this to the coin I want.
0: Uh, yeah, that's the way <laughs> you like, have to do like it.
1: <laughs> a, yeah. But uh the thing that really I wanted to stake. I wanted to buy AMP coins and stake them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're like five, six cents a, a coin. A token, but the fee for transferring them from Coinbase to the Coinbase wallet was like, was like fifteen bucks? And I only had like twenty-five bucks worth of AMP. So it's right. like, yeah, you want to take that twenty-five dollars of AMP and turn it into ten, and and then then let it grow? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'll get more growth by not putting it in the wallet. <laughs>
0: There's still conversion fees, but they're not nearly as bad as the, uh, like, trying to just sell it and convert it to cash.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, I just find it annoying that I can't just put it in the wallet. Yeah. Uh, but I had a thought that I ran by you, and and I wanted to, to discuss live, uh, which was these, you join Coinbase, and they're, like, giving you these tokens, like, uh, I think I got Fetch, AI, AMP, and... Yeah, there's a ton of them. I don't remember the other one. Uh, and and the, the, the first thing I did was move out of those, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so then I was thinking, like, that's that's got to be the common thing to somebody joins Coinbase and is just handed these tokens during this promotion. Uh, and I, I'm really interested in what happens after the promotion ends.
0: Yeah, I just wonder how you know when the promotion's over. Uh, because like I've noticed too, I think when the promotion first starts, you see an increase in the price or the value, which makes sense because if everybody's doing this, you know, uh, the promotion on their phone, getting their free tokens, then there's just a lot of asset being purchased to, to give away. Uh, but mm-hmm. Then, like you said, like you see, you see that decline pretty sharply after that period, as people move out of those, you know, basically shit coins into something that you know they actually want, like Ethereum or Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I have not seen it. To me, it looks like they spike up in value and then just decline after that. I don't know that I've seen them bounce. <laughs> I don't know that it's worth trying to purchase them after the promotion's over. But I have no data to back that up either.
1: Yeah, my my thought was promotion ends, then I you know I keep an eye eyeball on it or and coinbase don't look at the charts on coinbase they tell you nothing
0: oh and they're they're so out of date too like it'll show you a price yeah. but if you hold the little you know scroll over like the actual price is like 30 cents higher like what the fuck <laughs> um i think
1: it's because because people who are new to trading in general just jump right in and they do crypto first mm-hmm. like i wouldn't put up with the coinbase inter- interface no. from ameritrade no like I, it's just it's like what you don't get any information about this shit It y- yeah you have to load it up on other charts. Uh, but I wanted to you know, watch for uh, uh, like AMP at five cents. Like want to see the promotion end. Uh, I want to see a little bit of time because it's not going to be overnight. And uh, then just watch for for volume. I have to get back on the Discord. I know Shano shared some of those websites where you can watch the volume of the cryptos
0: being traded. Well, the nice thing too is you can actually pull them up on TradingView. I'm looking at MANA right now. You just have to select uh, which asset you want the conversion for. So select yeah. MANA to US. Dollar, then it'll show you the the trading price right now with volume.
1: Yes, yes, I've uh, yeah. this is the first thing I did was I, I loaded them all up on on trading view and was like, yeah, I don't want any of these coins tokens. They just. Gave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I kept one that they gave me and that was the Stellar Lumens and that's just because I like the name. <laughs> <laughs> All the other ones I converted them over to uh, Ethereum and I converted a bunch to LTC Litecoin uh, after Shano was uh, talking that one up. I like his uh, yeah, I like his case.
1: I also moved in on some uh, LTC. I thought he made a really good case on the Discord and, yep. and I thought why not uh, dip my toes in it with uh, somebody who is experienced giving me a good tip that seems very well reasoned mm-hmm. that's uh so i ended up in litecoin and uh cardano i'm trying to i'm trying to i, I feel like cardano is is finding some support yep i the, they
0: say so i just uh, moved out some mana to, to into cardano because i felt like cardano was like you said hitting support and getting ready to make another move higher
1: yeah just just had a sell-off from a high and uh but it didn't find a new lower low
0: mana's also been starting to run up again too so that's another one you might want to keep an eye on that's the one that got the big boost from facebook when they changed their name to meta it's one of those metaverse uh cryptos. Oh. It's been seeing okay. some action again lately. Uh trading over three forty three dollars and forty two cents right now. After bottom we got around two forty. 220.
1: 215. Um Yeah, I like it because it touched the 20, 20 day EMA and then just popped right back up mm-hmm. off
0: of it. I wouldn't buy it right now myself. Yeah, I wait for, want to wait for a pullback, but volume was starting to increase too. So
1: I want, I want, I want the three dollar area to hold as support. Yeah, if it if it does, I'll I'll move into some mana. Hey, look at us talking about crypto now.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah, what happened?
1: Crypto trading. What the fuck happened? All right. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, all right. So there you have it. Uh, you, any other coins uh, that you come across and you want us to talk about? Send us a message. Let us know. Yep, more than happy to do some technical analysis on these charts.
0: We love looking at charts. It's our favorite thing to do. Really, I look at charts
1: so much. I know. <laughs> oh, you've, one of our one of our Discord users, uh, Ryan Ryan M, posted a, a chart on the turkey price. Yeah, I saw
0: that <laughs> over time. I was looking for the volume. <laughs> I so was the volume.
1: <laughs> Where's the bar? How many turkeys are being traded at this price? Yeah,
0: do people want to buy turkeys at that price? Or they?
1: Look at that look at that twelve dollar support right there. Let's see if it can break through the twenty dollar resistance. <laughs> <laughs> He's really skewed my brain. Yeah. Oh,
0: Same here. Mm.
1: Oh hey hey Kyle. Draw motherfucker. Pew pew. Whew, Kyle, I had a I had a rough week emotionally. I know you did. I, I, I didn't, I haven't talked too much about it this episode, but now that we're at the good, the bad, and the ugly, I have to bring it up. Because my good only makes sense if you know what my ugly was. <laughs>
0: Should we start with the ugly first, then?
1: I don't know. Uh, I'll just say, I'll, no, no, I'll tease it. Okay, cause, okay. Because I want them to know, but then they'll be like, hey, what is he talking about? My good was on Friday, I made one trade. Mm-hmm. That was my good. It was profitable. Yep, trade scarcity is
0: an uh, important thing.
1: It really is. Um, but on top of that, uh, I set out a new list of rules for myself, mm-hmm. and I managed to follow them. And by following them, I only made one trade, and it was profitable. How, and that was my good of the week.
0: How does your How's your confidence feeling right now?
1: Oh, it, world's better. World's better uh, because I really. Yeah. Anyway, I'll get that in the ugly. But yeah, my confidence is is a lot better
0: than it was mid midweek. That's my good because my last week I think my bad was like losing my confidence and I feel like I've been mm-hmm. I've been getting it back. I feel like I have it back. Uh, one of the things that really helped though was going back and looking at these stocks that we talked about over the past month. Um, mm-hmm. I went back and tallied them up because I'm gonna start posting them like uh, four weeks after we talk about them. I want to do a review and like just see how we did and like we're fucking yeah. hitting some good winners, Dan. Like we. We seem to know what we're actually talking about. <laughs> Things seem to be working out the way we think they're going to. Well, that is uh, that is heartwarming news, for sure. And I think that's when, uh, when you were having some of your struggles, I sent you like, here's your picks over the last month, Dan. <laughs> this is what you said would happen, and this is what happened. <laughs> you're doing this.
1: And I still can't pick a bet to save my life. I know.
0: <laughs> I know. <Our laughs> bet pick needs to be one of the stocks that we talked about. <laughs> Anyway, so, okay so what was your bad then
1: um, my bad is uh, I've gotten really bad about logging trades not just uh, for myself but like the discord mm. um, even the even my futures trades I'm not like some 25 year old veteran where it's like no I got this right process down it's just ingrained I'm not I'm fucking I'm still con- what I would consider a rookie if I was a manager hiring in the industry I'd be like oh you've been doing it casually for, for a year and a half now and you took some courses a few months months ago yeah you're a fucking rookie <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes excellent point
1: <laughs> so i gotta I got get better at, at logging not just the trade but my reasons for the trade uh, uh, because that's that's how you can go back
0: and and improve that's actually my bad too is uh, kind of similar I, I do a good job of posting it to the discord and i've kind of been turning the discord into my personal trade log mm, yeah and to where i'm not keeping as good uh, notes on my actual like you know hard copy that i have to review so i need to get better at, at putting all those trades into my notes
1: it's a, it's it's such an important process part of the process yep to get better
0: you know i did uh i did do what george uh, recommended we talked to him on the uh, the hot wing challenge and started keeping a uh, hall of fame trade log too oh yeah yeah so those trades that really like just hit it out of the park like I'm putting those in there so that way I have something to go back and review when I have those confidence issues be like ah look see I can do this I've done it here's where I did it that's
1: that's exactly uh, my thought process too because we were talking about the Hall of Fame thing earlier in the week mm-hmm. privately together and uh, and I realized like by not like posting on the discord like where's my Hall of Fame yeah like I can look I actually have a couple that are on my futures log where it's like oh I did really well but it it doesn't invoke the same feeling because there's no charts or anything it's just the right. log of like i had had these engines it was in this zone and i made the trade and made all these points mm-hmm. like doesn't doesn't quite evoke the same psychological feeling of oh yes that's where that's the state i was in when i when i did it right
0: mm-hmm. all right so you teased it what was your ugly
1: yeah um i went off to rails wednesday uh gambling on the micros mm-hmm. and uh just broke every rule in the book uh, <laughs> oh, i hate that <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't blow up my account or anything. No, like, no. The world's not over. world's not over. It's the nice thing about doing that on the micros. But uh, uh, I took Thursday off, and and I did spend quite a lot of time reflecting. Like, oh, I spent a lot of time wallowing in, in misery and loss of confidence. And, right. Know, really, really soaking that up. And I mean, there, there's other stuff going on in my personal life that, that's bringing me down, too. Uh, uh, but uh, really, what it came down to was I was just being arrogant and and not following the process in the system because I'm better than that. Mm-hmm and I'm not I'm not better than the process I'm not better than the system uh and and then ultimately uh it led to uh Thursday night admittedly couple drinks in it just it just clicked that like okay Dan you need to write out like manager Dan was like okay rookie trader Dan like if you're not go- if you're fucking better than this place you're fired <laughs> right now I'll tell you that right now if you think you're better than the fucking process get the fuck out you're like you're you're not a trader mm-hmm. you're not gonna trade you're not a trade pro get to get the fuck out so so I wrote uh myself a uh, list of five rules, the fifth one being gamblers are booted for two sessions, this session and the next session, mm-hmm. which is why I, w- I sat after I sat out Thursday. I was like, OK, I'm already I followed that rule. Like I kicked myself out of the trading room. Come come back when, when you're ready to be a, a pro. Five rules, including a morning routine and a post trade routine that if I'm not following, uh, Dan, the manager, is not going to let Dan, the trader keep working Mm. as a trader. Uh, And Friday, that's why why it was my good. I followed the rules. I only made one trade and uh, it was profitable.
0: There you go. It's so important too to to be able to recognize when you need to stop. I think in this game, mm-hmm. uh, like I had the same issues too, where like it's funny too because you could always stop sooner, you could always caught it sooner, but the fact that you catch it is oh is is a good in my book. Yes. Anytime you catch it and you you put an end to it, or you address it, like that's that's a big win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll never yeah. grow I if actually, you can't do that.
1: I Actually wrote a, a long apology to George in the Discord. I was like, I signed this contract and I fucking broke it, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he hasn't responded back, so it might have been too much. Right. I don't know. No, he's been sick. I know that. Uh, <laughs> but, like, that's how low I was. I was like, I need to fucking apologize to George mm-hmm. for letting myself down.
0: There you go. What's well, it's good to have someone to be accountable to. What was, uh, speaking of accountability, what was your ugly? um yeah okay so i uh i, I got into a, a plug trade um when i saw some tweets coming out about the flow going into it and i knew it was the day before earnings um Ooh. yeah i picked them <laughs> up and I, my plan was to get rid of them just be dump them but uh, before close like regardless of wherever they finished because i knew i was going to get killed by that theta uh, yeah. i forgot to dump them Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah so it took like a 50 50- how they doing well it was a small entry anyway it was just ugly because I just basically threw away money by not remembering to, to close them out. I could have closed them out at pretty close to whatever I paid for them. Uh, I closed them out the next day, like as soon as the market opened, I just got out of them. Uh, I took about a 50% loss on it. Again, luckily <sighs> it wasn't a very big position, but still yeah. that's not, that that's no way to be a trader. not how you
1: make money. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: you just throw away money just because you forgot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was my bad. Yeah. Oh, you're ugly? My ugly. That definitely. Yeah. It was going to be my bad, but I think that definitely deserves to be ugly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know I've made that mistake a million times, but I don't normally see you making those mistakes. So um. I'm going to say that's ugly.
0: <laughs> I've made them. Normally, I normally I talk myself into wanting to hold it for the gambler side of me. This time, I just plain forgot. All right. Well, should we do a bet? And wrap this thing up. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. We gotta. I think you get to go first. I do. Breaking our most recent tradition,
0: uh, yeah. I am going with Live Nation, L Y V. After looking back at how well we've done when we've been analyzing these stocks that we looked at, it makes a lot more sense, I think, to try to trade those. So yeah. I'm going to short it. I have a take profit at 108 and a stop at 125.
1: I like it. I like it. I like your stop. I think your your take profit is is a little. Uh, I w- I would put my take profit a little lower, but.
0: uh I like the. I like it still as a bullish stock uh, So I don't really want to be on the short end of it too long I want to just get in, get my money, and get out I want that gap fill, and that's it I want out I, I need to get out of
1: anything that I've been doing That hasn't been working uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one at you That might seem like it's coming out of nowhere uh, PEI, Pennsylvania Real Estate Investment Trust
0: PEI, that sounds familiar
1: they they did just have earnings that was uh,
0: looks kind of flat mm-hmm. looks like
1: dead on yeah <laughs> looks fairly flat uh, but I think it's at support uh, at a dollar fifty mm-hmm. I just uh, I just think that this week will be uh, uh, an up week for them I'm not I'm not going to short them I think I'm catching them on. Uh,
0: you're trying I'll to bounce
1: up, trying to a pull
0: back, trying to catch the bottom.
1: I'm trying to fade uh, uh, a bear run. gotcha I'm gonna go long. I'm gonna put my stop at a dollar th- well with ten percent is fifteen cents. I'm gonna put my stop at a dollar forty right. and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take profit at let's say dollar seventy five. Um, I'm gonna take fifty percent profit at dollar seventy five and then with a ten percent trail
0: okay and stop loss uh i would also suggest that maybe if it uh if it drops down to like the 120 to 110 you should go long again
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't think it'll do that in a week yeah that's where i'm at what, what about uh what do we got from random
0: yeah right, give me odd or even
1: Ooh, evens
0: and give me 1 through 12. 6. Uh, NASDAQ Public Utilities. Oh, my favorite. Uh, audio Codes Limited, AUDC. All right. It's an interesting so, stock pick. All
1: right. I am seeing a fucking triangle. Yeah. It's close to its top, too.
0: It looks like it wants to break that $36, 75 $37
1: area.
0: It's a 37 range, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. all right random touche there
1: you have it folks there's our bet picks kyle's got lyv i'm doing pei and random is audc audio codes uh come back next week find out how we did we also uh between now and then stay tuned we got the uh the is it the the deborah w ellis episode coming out this week is it deborah or deborah it's probably deborah but my mom's name was deborah so Uh, like it's just ingrained when I see it, that's how I read it. Mrs. Ellis, um, yes. <laughs> uh, you got to have the W in there because of the children's author. Oh, that's right, yes. Anyway, that was a great, great discussion we had with her. She's a certified financial advisor. Uh, stay tuned for that episode. Uh, like, share, subscribe, let your friends know. We love you all here. We we love having more people in here, too. Um, and until, uh, until next time, folks, happy trades. Bye.